Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet farmer and entrepreneur Sarah Frey, writer and clothes historian Kate Seculis, and chef David Chang. Enjoy. Hi, this is Sarah Fry, author of The Growing Season. I was inspired by the desire to share more of my stories and more about my life with young women, especially young women who have grown up in rural parts of our country. For me, it felt as if for the longest time I hadn't shared much and I had let people make assumptions about where I had come from and what I had done in my life that weren't really accurate assumptions. And I began to feel somewhat selfish because I hadn't shared more about, you know, my life up until the point where I had achieved a certain level of success. And it didn't feel like it was fair to keep all of that inside any longer. I felt like if I only ended up inspiring just one other girl from some rural part of the country or or really wherever, that it would be worth it to put myself through writing this memoir. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be challenging. I am used to getting up in front of large groups of people and speaking with a great deal of enthusiasm and stamina. And when I came in to record my book, I found it extraordinarily challenging because I actually had to focus and read everything word for word on the page. So I would chalk this up as being one of the more difficult tasks in bringing the growing season to life. Oh, yes, I realized I had trouble pronouncing schadenfreude. I would say I'm probably proudest of the fact that I completed the task. (laughs) At one point when we first started recording, I actually questioned whether I was going to be able to complete the task or if we were going to need to bring someone in, a professional, to read the book. And I think I'm probably most excited for listeners to hear, you know, some of the hunting stories, whether it was accidentally shooting the chicken or, you know, throwing the the turtle into the back of the truck when I was a little girl. Because when I was reading those parts, I was really transported back to those moments. I recently just finished Atlas Shrug. That was the last audiobook that I listened to. It's a very long book. So when I drive between our various farms, I spend a lot of time in the car. So that was a good way to get through that book again. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. Last night it happened again. At a cocktail party teeming with some of the most successful people in the country, a man assumed we came from the same place. I understood his mistake. On the outside, I looked, aside from being one of the few women in the room, as though I belonged. He wore a custom-made suit, I a designer skirt, blouse, and heels. He sported an expensive watch I had on pearls. As we gazed out of the floor-to-ceiling windows over the sea of skyscrapers, we both held glasses of champagne. Hi, this is Kate Seculis, 
author of Mend, A Refashioning Manual and Manifesto. My book is about mending, mending clothes, but also the bigger picture of what that means. And the kind of mending is very arty, and there's lots of instructions how to do it, and it's exciting, and it's supposed to be, and I hope it is, inspirational. I want people to mend and make it obvious and get obsessed with it like I am. I was inspired by clothes themselves, really, which has been my lifelong kind of obsession. Again, I say not fashion. Fashion is something else entirely. Clothes are what we live in, and they have a great history, and I'm now a historian of them. And so that inspired me, the great long history of clothes, all clothes that exist, how we use them, what's going wrong, and what we can do better. There's no book that inspired me, I have to say. This was coming from the real world inspiration. You know what? I think the word is fun. I really had fun. Alex and Tony, you were great, and you made it very easy. And it's very strange times being on my own in this little booth, but I didn't feel alone. So that's many more words than one. But let's keep it to fun. There were a few names in the book. Though I wrote the book, I realized I'd never said them out loud. So there was a little bit of Finnish and a little bit of Korean. But we got there. I am afraid to listen to my narration, but I feel proud that I was able to get through it and that the director was kind enough to tell me it was going well. And I think, I hope it's got a personal tone, but also professional enough. One thing I'm excited for is the history of mending is in this book, and that's never been told. So that's one, you know, exciting part. I'd love to know what, if people are excited by that like I am. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Stephen Fry. You should have him on that list. Oh, I know, Emily Blunt, because she has been in fashion films. She has a great voice. She's English as well, and I think she'd do an amazing job. She's got a sense of humor as well. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was the one I'm still listening to, which I know I mentioned Stephen Fry already, but that's because I'm currently listening to Mythos, the book he wrote about Greek mythology. And he is the most amazing narrator, as we all know. He brings it to life, and he's a very good writer. So in Greek mythology, who wouldn't love that? Previously, Juliet Stevenson, Middlemarch. She does all the characters. It's incredible. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is, very surprisingly, the car. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not more original, but it's great for long drives, and I do those. So I love listening to audiobooks while I drive, but also while I mend. That's the other thing. It's a really good thing to do at the same time as the thing that I'm doing in this book, that this book is all about. Mending and listening go really well together. And now listen to a clip from the audiobook. I did not invent visible mending. Nobody did. For goodness sakes, it's been around forever. There's been so much mending always throughout history, it is bound to show occasionally. When fabrics were costly and clothes were handmade, we all preserved them for years, even generations. We had no choice. 
Until the 19th century, fabrics were hand-woven too. That is, after seed was planted and grown, or flock-tended, harvested, processed and spun, maybe all by the same person. Hi, this is David Chang, author of Eat a Peach, a memoir. Honestly, I didn't really want to write the book. My publisher, which we talk about in the first chapter, reminded me that I had no choice because I signed up to do a book about four or five years ago and I put it off and put it off and then I couldn't put it off any longer and I thought it would be an opportunity to talk about my life, identity as an Asian American, mental health, and some insights into the business of restaurants. I was inspired by, obviously, all the beautiful, amazing people that have worked at Momofuku, my family, and to do my best to sort of honor all of those stories and hopefully be entertaining and yet educational and probably a cautionary tale of what not to do. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be repetition. Probably because I kept on flubbing my lines over and over, and I realized that I sometimes been mispronouncing words, or I only pronounce words for the first time doing this book, because I've read them many, many, many times. I don't even know so many different words. Like, antithetical. We just did it. Antithetical. It's antithetical. I didn't even know that. Things like that. So my poor comprehension, pronunciation, and repetition of the lines over and over again. I would probably say there was like 50 words I didn't know how to pronounce because it's the weirdest thing. You read it all the time, but there's so many words you actually never say out loud, but you only read. That was embarrassing. I don't need to go into the specifics. I already mentioned one, which was antithetical. I'm proudest of the fact that this is going to be the first in my new career as only doing announcing of anything that's audio. I think this is the new career for me. You've heard it here first. I'm going to abandon everything and only do audio recordings of books moving forward. So I'm in the market. If anybody wants me to read their books, I'm happy to do so. So that's what I'm proudest of. I think that this is a a real future for me. And this is why Beth Hicks is such a great producer. She's telling me to absolutely refuse any offers that go below SAG minimum. So I think I should be paid top dollar for any audio work or voiceover. I'm available. My favorite narrator, my favorite voice of all time really is the physicist Richard Feynman, a weird one, obviously. But if you've read about his life and he's got a couple amazing books, he uh, was uh, instrumental in the creation of the atomic bomb and he taught at Caltech and Cornell and all these things. The last thing you would ever expect is a genius physicist to sound like a dude from like deep Brooklyn. You can't even understand anything he's saying because it's in such a heavy New York accent. I would love him to record any kind of audio because it's hilarious. So Richard Feynman would be my choice. I just couldn't believe that one of the smartest people in the history of the world sounded like an old school New York cab driver. Recently, now that I'm in Los Angeles, I've been listening to audiobooks in my car quite a bit. Or when my internet is out <laughs> and I, I need some form of uh, education. 
and now listen to a clip from my audiobook. I can convince myself of almost anything. Four years ago, I signed a deal to write this book. I swear I told the publisher that it would be a self-help manual about leadership or entrepreneurial strategy or advice for young chefs. Unfortunately for me, they begged to differ. It wasn't until many months after my original deadline that my agent finally put her foot down. Tell yourself whatever you want, Dave. It's a fucking memoir. For the record, I'm still thinking of this as a textbook on what not to do when starting a business. It's my brain defending itself from considering the monumental weirdness of being asked to write a book about my life. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.